Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to an all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing, the show where me and Joel pretty much talk about nothing. Um, this episode is going to be a tough one, but a fun one. Um, let me first introduce Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's going on, Joel? I am ready to talk the game me and you just witnessed uh, a nail biter. Knicks losing to the Phoenix Suns, ending their nine game win streak. Mm. Um, this was a gritty game, man. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm never a fan of, um, moral victories. I, I don't like them. Don't like them. Don't believe in them, but I do believe in learning from tough losses like this. Uh, this is one of those things where it was just, it was a scouting report thing to be completely honest with you. Um, Cameron, Cameron Johnson, uh, and Mikel Bridges, Mikel Bridges, really, honestly, is what killed us. And the crazier thing is uh, Aiton had uh, 13 rebounds. But, you know, to me, I don't I don't really put what Chris Paul did on those last three possessions on the Knicks. Those were circus shots. It's like Curry shooting from half court. That's a 50-50 shot. You know, there's no defense in the world that could have stopped those shots. So I'm, I'm not even going to bring those up. That has nothing to do with the Knicks. Um, where I'm a little disappointed is, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're Julius Randle, this is a season where they're talking about you being an MV, in, a, in an MVP uh, conversation. Obviously, we know that a Nick will never win it, but being in the conversation for it, you can't have 18 points tonight. You just can't. Um, he had 18, four, and six. You got to affect the game in other places. Um, I always tell you, Joel, I'm never a stickler of if you if the ball's not going in for you, not a problem. But you have to affect the game somewhere else. Um, Julius had 18. RJ had 17. Bullock did his thing. Uh, Derek Rose was unconscious. There's I, I want to pass this to you. I want to ask I, I want to ask you this. Do you ever get a feeling that sometimes Tibbs values what Reggie could bring over what we know quickly does bring in close uh, in closing moments of games? No, I don't. I, uh, we've seen it. Quickly is still young, so I don't mind. Uh, and they can play together. It's not like you have to pick one or the other. No, very true. I just noticed that he doesn't. He hasn't been ending games um, a lot lately. Bullock has, and I'm not saying I'm. I'm not one of these people that is trying to say that Bullock doesn't deserve to end games. Um, I'm just saying it's really rough, man. It's really rough because because you look at it and you go, you don't you don't sit RJ in closing moments. He'll never learn. You know you don't you don't sit Reggie because he's valuable defensively and he can knock down shots. And then you look at Rose and it's like, well, clearly you have to have that man on the court. Um, but I'm looking here some numbers that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, about dead even in total rebounds. We had 35, they had 37. Um, we had one more assist. They had six blocks. 
Go ahead, say it again. So that's two extra possessions. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm completely with you. Um, they had six blocks to R one. One of those six being Chris Paul blocking some. <sighs> Um, we had one more steal, two more turnovers. Uh, we would have been dead even in turnovers if not for, I assume, the Reggie Bullock uh, turnover to RJ at the end and then the other turnover to uh, Julius Randle at the end. So you're about dead even there. We had more points in the paint. Um, and we had – Actually, I'm looking here. It's yes, yes, technically, yes, yes. They were 14 to 34, we were 12, uh, 12 to 29, but our percentage was almost dead even. Um, free throws missing two there. Um, you know, that's never good. Uh, fouls, well, we, yeah, we only got to the line how many times? Only, you know? ten, only 10. They got to 17. Ridiculous. Yeah, now I'm with you. Um, th- that is one thing that I do want Tibbs to talk to Randall about a, a little bit more. Um, RJ's un- RJ understands it. Randall just has to understand it more. You have too big of a body for you to just live for, for jump shots. You're going to have to get dirty. You're just going to have to. I mean, especially with us only getting 10 free throws, that means we weren't in the paint as much as we should have been. Um, you know, just getting, just getting those dirty plays. And, and again, yes, it does go to the refs not really – Refs never have called Knicks in the Knicks' favor when it comes to fouls. We get that, but I always say if you do your job, it makes it harder for them not to do theirs. So, um, but again, tough loss. I, I don't really have much negative to say. I, I don't really think this was a game the Knicks necessarily did a lot bad. Um, it was just one of those things to where it was just once Phoenix kind of. It, it's like watching a boxing match when you see the dude get hit in the face once and he starts to stumble. And then that boxer comes in with another one-two, and then it's like, oh, damn, it's he had no time to recover from that. That's kind of what the Knicks fell into. Um, but uh, how, how did you see the game, Joel? Yeah, I mean, it came down to making and missing. You know, there were just shots that we were making during the stretch that we just were not making during this game. And you're like, you felt it. You're like, fuck, it's not falling. <laughs> the ball, the ball not going in like to. They're still going in, but not at the rate and at the timely as, as they were. So you had to rely more on defense, and, they, you know, they broke us down. They, they scored over 100 points on us, so it's like we didn't do a good enough job defensively against this team. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a learning. Like you said, it's a learning. It's yep. a learning. Uh, got to lock them down better. Clyde brought up a really good, well, let me not say really good, but a very interesting stat that when Devin Booker averages more than 30, uh, Phoenix is nine and two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So it was one of those things. And I said to myself, heading into halftime, you know, the Knicks were just putting a whooping on Phoenix. But it was one of those whoopings that it was like, it felt like for every 10 points we were ahead, they were just gnawing and gnawing and gnawing closer. And it was just like, that's that's unsustainable. You know, like you're not actually blowing them out. They're still right there. Um, so there just weren't moments where the Knicks could really kind of put their foot on uh, Phoenix's neck. And then, like I said, you know, w- whenever you give Mikael Bridges 21 points, I mean, you know, it, it, it's to be expected. And I think what's even crazier about this loss is, they didn't even really use their bench tonight, Joel. 
<laughs> like, like they they barely used their bench, and you know it just it was Chris Paul late and Devin Booker throughout the whole game just was too much. Um, stronger bench, um, no matter what team usually. Um, and that's mainly because Alpha Payton is basically just a fill in at starter. He <laughs> <laughs> so he plays. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we can move past this. Me and you never really like to stay too long on losses. Do you ever do you ever think to yourself, um, why doesn't Tibbs value Frank's length in situations where guys are just really hot? So it just makes it just a little, maybe a little bit more difficult to get some of these shots off? Or, or, or do you just kind of go, you know, he's putting obviously the, the best guys out there that he thinks can can do the job. I have no doubt that's what he thinks. I, I, I can't imagine that, that Frank is not a, a more reliable defender uh, out there. Um, and we've seen that. We've seen him do it. So it's like it's hard for us to sit, you know, sit here and watch him on the bench um, when we know he can be a value at defensively, you know? Yeah, it just it, – that's the only thing that, that ever bothers me because I, I look at it and I'm like – Frank's length on Mikel Bridges or his length on Chris Paul in those last three shots, you know, it, again, I, I'm not by any means saying Frank would have came out here and been the difference maker, but I'm saying, I think a lot of times people forget length accounts for a lot in basketball. It's mm-hmm. the difference of, of, of throwing off an entire shot. Um, you know what I'm saying? Chris Paul shooting over, excuse me, over uh, Reggie Bullock. That's a lot easier than him shooting over Frank Nilakina. Um, I mean, of course, he made the circus shot on Randall, but I don't know. I just think sometimes I'm like, Tibbs, you have the length. At least put him out there and see if he can if he can change anything defensively. But obviously, he's not doing that. That definitely puts him over Peyton, and I don't know what it is, but it's it's something. Yeah, I mean, you look at the you look at the first half, and it's like, well, Chris Paul. So you can either look at it two ways. You can either look at it to where Chris Paul just had a slow start or Alfred Payton was doing somewhat of a job on Chris Paul. Um, So I'm like, if that's the case, when he starts to, when Chris Paul starts to get hot, your immediate response has to be, I have to get someone on him that can at least throw him off his game a little bit. And again, you know, like you said, he's obviously he's not putting guys out there that he doesn't think can get the job done. Um, you know, it just, I always beg the question why Frank does not get more defensive assignments when he clearly is one of our best defensive players. So, you know, not for us to find out that's, that's, that's what Tibbs gets paid for. Um, but one quick thing I wanted to add, not about this game. Don't worry. Uh, we got bulls, rockets, grizzlies before we go nuggets, Suns again, clippers, Lakers, spurs, Hornets, uh, Celtics to end the season. So to me, because me and you did not see this nine-game winning streak coming. Last time me and you spoke, we said our goal was to split these games, um, you know, at the very least. So yeah. to me. Open at least. Right. We got more wins than I was expecting by this point. <laughs> way more, Joel, way more. So to me, Bulls is very winnable especially with the struggles they've been going through since trading for Vucevic. Um, Rockets, there is no John Wall for the rest of the season. They just declared him out for the rest of the season. Um, 
Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and then the Grizzlies. So to me, we always do this, Joel. We go to the games that we know the Knicks should be able to win. And then the ones that are tough, we kind of just leave up to chance. So to me, I'm looking for them to rebound Wednesday, win Sunday against the Rockets, and then Monday against the Grizzlies, because that's a back-to-back. Um, there's no excuses. I, I don't want to hear they played down to the competition. None of that. Because if they can get these three games, right, and then, you know, the Nuggets have been playing great, but with no Jamal Murray, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a weakness there. And then we get our rematch against Phoenix. So you look at Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers. I'd even throw in maybe Celtics as the possible toughest games I could say. But Spurs, they have been very iffy this year. Uh, Grizzlies, Bulls, uh, Rockets, and Hornets, all winnable. So to me, I just, my mindset is Knicks. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Milwaukee's, you know, been struggling a little bit. So I'm like, we're right there, but we do not have any wiggle room to losing some of these games we should be winning. So here's to hoping Knicks can finish this out and we can at least hold on to that fourth spot. Cause I tell you now, tough close can, out. Yeah, if we can hang on to four Joel and we play Atlanta in that first round, we're talking about a possibility that the Knicks make the second round. Possibly. <laughs> like we've owned Atlanta this year. So I'm like, do I fear Atlanta? No. I definitely damn sure don't want Atlanta and Celtics to switch. <laughs> or, or Miami to get that that fifth spot. So I'm like, Knicks, you have to hang on to four, maybe even try to fight for that third seed. Um, but by no means can you slide. So fingers crossed, man. Yeah, we got like Burks back at least. Yeah, you know, I said that to myself. I said, the Knicks are, like, our problem hasn't been we're not able to score, right? Like, there's some stretches where we struggle. But to me, the struggle more so comes from just dumb shots. Like, I kind of call it sometimes where I'm sitting here and I'm like, they've been, you know, they've been hot. I feel like Burks is, not Burks, I'm sorry, uh, Randall or RJ is just going to pull it. Don't do that. It's like, I don't know why the Knicks sometimes don't believe in draining some of the clock. Drain some of the clock. Let the clock run. Run a play. Get a good look. You don't just have to keep jacking up shots because you think you're hot. Like let's, let's do reasonable plays. Too long. You just gotta get it out of your hands before they double you. That's pretty obvious. It right. bothers. You. It holds it. I'm like that. It forces a turnover. I'm like, why didn't you just this is right open? <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. They again. It, this is a team me and you were preparing for, like, I, I'll speak for myself. I, I, I won't speak. I won't put words in your mouth. But I came into the season going, man, if Dallas can suck this year, two possible, excuse me, top ten picks, Knicks are in the green. So for them to be as good as they are is a testament to how hard these guys are playing. But it's still something for us to remember Majority, if not at least a a, a, a a huge majority of this team is young and they have not been in these situations. So it's like there's only so much Rose and Taj can teach you. The rest is just like you just have to be smarter. Um, so, you know, I, it, it'll come. It, it'll come. And to me, as long as they make the playoffs and they can hold into that fourth spot, 
This is a success. Whatever happens after does not matter at that point. This is what was the best case scenario <laughs> was doing what we're doing right now. So hats off to Tibbs and those guys. Word dogs. All right. Uh, last sports question. We're getting out of basketball. Don't worry. Uh, last sports question before we head into our geekdom world. Uh, anybody you got your eyes on in this NFL draft? No one in particular. I mean, I've been trying to like keep my ear to the ground, see like who the, they might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but and like who we, I, I'm always looking for, like for need. But it looks like you know we might if there's a decent wide receiver available, it looks like we might go that way direction. So I'm not really sure. What spot are you at? Eleven. Eleven. Do you see you? Do you see them trading up? Trading up? No. Maybe trading back. Trading um, back. Because yeah. me, my biggest question is, you guys don't need it. And again, I'm not speaking for you because you're a Giants fan, so you would know better than me. But I kind of feel like if there's a slight possibility you guys can get this uh, that big tight end um, that you see if that's even remotely. Because majority of the top at least six want quarterbacks. <laughs> so it's like it's very possible uh, that type – that type, wow, that uh, top uh, cornerback will be available uh, by you guys or possibly that, that tight end. We know Dallas wants him bad. Um, but I'm like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Giants, maybe that's what you guys. I don't see him falling to the Giants though. It's the thing. At 11, I'm trying to think who would, cause Dallas is ahead of you guys. So clearly they would take him before you I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anybody else that would, that's before you guys that would take him. You basically have, um, number one, obviously is a quarterback. Right. Um, you have Jets will probably take the quarterback, right? Um, not I. I would assume that um, San Francisco will take a quarterback, right? But I could be wrong. <laughs> no, trust me, they will take a quarterback. <laughs> they will take a quarterback. I mean, honestly, I don't know how many quarterbacks are available, but I mean, the Falcons would be silly not to pick up a quarterback if they could. I'm hearing that it's because here's here's what's confusing about Atlanta you've heard like today the news broke that they have been taking calls on Julio Jones but that's purely because his contract is ridiculous but I've not heard anything about Matt Ryan like I've not heard that they want to keep him I've not heard that they want to trade him so I'm like Matt Ryan's not like 38 years old so I'm like are you guys gonna run it back because to me I'm never of the mindset of if you draft a quarterback within the top five uh, picks in the NFL, it should not be for him to be uh, your immediate backup. Because right. clearly winning <laughs> was, was not in your, 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 your to-do list, and it's why you got a top five pick. So I, I would assume if with that pick they draft a quarterback, there's no way they don't start him. So I'm like, I'm curious if we start to hear anything about Matt Ryan soon. But, yeah, I, I doubt they don't. And if they don't draft a quarterback, they're talking about New England trading with them to get that spot. Oh. So, you know. Class. I want Justin Fields. So that that's that's all I'm <laughs> – that's where what I want. I want Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah, that's not happening. Um, we'll see. One- <laughs> None of you guys will probably take Justin Fields. Because most of the uh, mock drafts that I'm seeing, 
does not have him for majority of these teams that are looking for for quarterbacks. Um, yeah, fallen, but I mean, there's there's no way he, he he falls anywhere out of the top ten. Oh no 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 no! I'm saying they're talking about New England wanting to trade with Atlanta to get Atlanta spot. Atlanta's, Atlanta's yep. one, top five, top six. They're number four, Atlanta. Number four, perfect. Yeah. So I, I don't a, see. That's high. I'm just saying that's high. For New England to trade up. Yeah, I mean you would have to give up a lot. We have a lot of draft capital, and I could see New England offering Gilmore or J.C. Jackson and like another player. Um, to kind of and maybe taking Julio's uh contract off of them, uh, and then giving them that 11 spot. Like, a- again, it all depends, it all depends if where they're at with Matt Ryan. If they want to continue with him, do another few years, see you know, see what he can do, we'll see. But to me, there is a package that New England 100% could offer Atlanta. Um, that if they're not interested in a quarterback, they would definitely make so we'll okay. see. I think it's time. I think if I'm Atlanta, I'd probably go with Justin Fields, personally. I 100% think they should take a quarterback. I'm just really curious as to why they're they're moving a receiver when they're in a position to draft a quarterback. Moving a quarterback. People are calling, but... Yeah, Mm. I mean, we'll see, because if you're Atlanta right now, the best thing you could do is free up up cap space. Um, And they're paying a lot to Matty Ice and a whole lot more to Julio Jones. Um, so we'll see, but again, I don't draft a quarterback at number four or number five and not keep my star receiver. So that also does not sound practical. So we'll see, but giants at number 11, you said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I really do hope that this is a, uh, this is finally the season that I can say I was right by saying you guys would make the playoffs. I'd like to think so. I'm I'm not sure, Joel. I'm looking at the top 10 and I'm like. Got that. We'll see. Because like the you got yeah. Because you got look at this, Miami, uh, Detroit. Well, uh, also think about this. Think about if you're Miami, you've made your decision on uh, on your quarterback. Yeah, so no, I'm not saying they very likely could. No, 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 I'm saying they very likely could trade down because likely whatever guy they're looking at will probably still be there. Um, by the time it circles back around to whoever maybe they trade uh, trade down with. So, I mean, there's a lot of very interesting, very, very, very interesting takes here. Um, you know, all depends. We, we got to see. But I take some good old collusion between Miami and, and New England. You know, you know what I'm saying? Hook us up. No, you, yeah. <laughs> Hook us up, dog. We gave y'all your future head coach. Give us our future quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Help a brother out. So I'm asking for, um, but all right. So no, no one, uh, anybody reasonably that you think you guys can get at 11 that, uh, that you have, uh, your eye on. Um, I don't know. Like I said, like I would love one of those receivers if they were to fall. If Kyle Pitts falls the tight end, I'll definitely take Kyle Pitts. You know, I, I just don't know if it's likely. Uh, if you, him, I, you start him over, uh, what's his name? Engram. Yeah. Probably, I mean, because <laughs> uh, that would give us three tight ends, you know, between him and and Groom and I and um, Rudolph, you know, so that'd be three tight ends. Right. Um, 
So I would again, you know, it's not bad. And then of course there's I would love an edge rusher, you know. But um I'm not really sure who the about the edge rusher class is. Yeah, I kind of feel like kind of feel like that position is one you don't necessarily have to draft super high on unless like you know you have like a top five pick and like Miles Garrett <laughs> or like Jadavion Clowney, like the obvious ones. Right. I feel like really good defensive pieces come either late in the first round or in like in the second or third round. Like those are your, your diamonds. Um, so yeah, you guys can definitely, and I tell you what, Joe judge. I mean, he's, he's proven that he's the guy. So now it's all about, let's see what you guys do draft wise. Um, you know, this is, this is a big year for you guys, you know, um, yeah. had a decent draft last year. Right. So, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, for anyone listening, I'm not saying this is a make or break year for Joe Judge. I'm I'm just saying the NFC East is not going to get worse than it was last year. You would assume it would get somewhat better. So no, it's like, worse than that. That was pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't get worse than that unless like none of you guys win games. <laughs> like that that would be worse. But ultimately, um, you would assume you guys, you know, as a division would get better. So it's like it's it's time for someone in that NFC East to kind of set the tone for who the king of the NFC East is rather than you guys having to roll a dice to see who, <laughs> who gets the, the playoff spot. Um, so this is the giant chance, man, to kind of show their dominance and let people know this is our division, you know, cause I don't, I don't think anyone out of that division necessarily has too much of a leg up on anybody else. I'm still not sure about Dallas. They have no defense. You know, so it's like they haven't really did much, you know, in the offseason either. So <laughs> no, not at all. And we have no idea what what Dak Prescott's going to come back as. True. Um, so, you know, there is no clear favorite. No matter what any of these people on television tell you, there is no clear favorite to come out of that division because those would be the same analysts who told you Dallas will come out of that division. And before Dak got injured, they did not look good. So you never know. Yeah. Don't. All right, we got the draft in two or three days, so we'll uh, by the, by the time we do our next show, we'll be able to break down who we uh, who we got and what we thought of it. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. See, I love I always love the draft, even though I don't know, I usually know anybody excited from like the first round. <laughs> uh, it's always fun. Well, I'm only excited for this draft because it's probably one of the first times that I I honestly remember New England being this low in the draft or, or needing a draft. True. Um, you guys usually like trade out and shit. Yeah. Or because we're in the Super Bowl, we're like the 31st pick, uh, you know, 30th or 31st pick around, you know, the end of the draft of the first round, pretty much. Right. right. Um, not only is it the lowest we've been that I can remember, I'm not saying ever that I can remember. Um, it's a draft that we desperately need because it determines our future. Mm -hmm. So very interesting. I won't watch it because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be too stressed, but I'll have my notifications on. You know how I like well, it's, just, it's just, it's nothing crazy. It's just no, stress. I'm, I'm stressed because I'm like, if they can't trade up and they draft like a, a corner and I'm like, bitch, you need a quarterback. <laughs> like, why yeah, but at that? 15, it's very, um, I mean, you can grab one, but it's, that's they're reaching. It'd be you know. a hell of a reach, but you know, I, I say this, Joel. I, I, I look at it like this, right? 
Yes. Is Justin Fields a very high commodity that I'm pretty sure someone between 1 and 15 would snatch? Yes. We yeah. have to remember. New England won a Super Bowl and almost could have drafted Lamar Jackson the following year. Um, so yeah. Stranger things have happened. Um, so that man dropped hard, though. I mean, Lamar. Super hard. But Lamar was also, like, not as highly touted as Justin I Fields. agree. He was also very one-dimensional. No one thought he could do what he's been doing. He, yeah, no one, th- no one thought he could throw as well right. as he has been able to throw. Right. So, I, again, very true. Very different circumstances. And I've heard Trey Lance, that New England's interested in, a whole bunch of other guys mm-hmm. that I've never heard of. So, he's pretty good, too. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, no one saw Jimmy Garoppolo coming. No one saw Tom Brady coming. So, no, no one saw Tom Brady coming. That's why. Soul in this world. So Bill manages to find diamonds in a rough at some point. So we'll see. But all right, let's move. Matt on. Castle. You guys catch Matt Castle? <laughs> yeah, no, Matt Castle. Look, as, as terrible as Matt Castle really honestly was, winning 11 games for us that year Brady was out was not an easy thing to do. Um, no. That was a year Favre, I believe, was a quarterback for the Jets. It was just like. Why are we losing this division? <laughs> like, fucking Jets. Literally, Sam Darnold. That's insane. I really do think that kid's going to be really good. Um, obviously, not game changing, but really good for Carolina. Um, I could see him winning 10 games next year. That's not a bad roster at all over there in Carolina. Um, but we'll see. You know? Yeah, for sure. Jets- will only live to regret it if they cannot win games <laughs> next year. So we'll see. Yep. But all right, let's move on. Let's talk um, the show that legit has dropped everyone's jaw, Joel. And that is yeah. Invincible. That show manages to always make me go WTF. And I... Remember how I told you, like, I don't like to watch, uh, read things that, you know, I don't already have knowledge of because I don't want to kind of set my mind on on, on things. <laughs> I am very glad that every week I watch this show, I have not begged you to tell me, like, what <laughs> because it's like I enjoy watching it going, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening here? Why is everything the worst? Um, but I'm going to pass it to you, Joel. What were your thoughts on um, this crazy action-packed episode and how many moments from this episode do you remember reading or is this something that you didn't get to? No, I mean, a lot of, a lot of that I remember uh, reading. Um, but also, it was nice seeing it, you know, come to life, more or less. You know, not live action, but at least... In animation, you see it come. And like I said, I don't remember everything I fucking read. It was so long ago. Right. Um, so it was like being like being you know, reminded, like, hey, look, remember this? And like, yeah, I remember that. That was crazy. It's nice seeing it come to life, you know? Like Immortal. Like, I know Immortal's coming back eventually. Um, so it was nice seeing it happen and just like it happened in the comics. So I was like, oh, almost, almost exactly. <laughs> um the thing with robot they, that happened sooner than I expected, but you know they revealed it. Um, yeah, I told you that that, that was going to pay off eventually because that fucker is fugly. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the reason for it. You know, he uses Rex's blood and that whole thing, and there's definitely more to that later on. 
but um that's a big part of um the I remember I remember reading that. I remember being very shocked by that in the comic book. So can imagine how some people might have taken in the in the animation. Um um what else? Um the fight with Omni Man and <laughs> fighting off that big ass monster. I don't remember the monster that well, but I'm I'm sure it happened. I just you know it's been a while. Um what else? Uh just you know, in general, like everything you saw, more or less, they've they've been able to adapt it. It's just a lot, like I said, just quicker, you know, and maybe in different spots, you know. Right. Uh, some certain things happen. Like I said, I don't remember that whole thing, him revealing himself to be already so quickly you know the robot showing who he is and shit but um i swore that happened a little bit further down but whatever you know it's cool you know it's not like it's a big deal right. so i i really enjoy everything that they've, they've done yeah i um this was this was jaw dropping in so many ways um i mean you know seeing invincible uh reveal himself uh to his, yeah. well, his ex-girlfriend i mean i've been saying why didn't you do that like weeks ago um only for her to kind of i don't know if she was lying or or you know to to kind of maybe heal herself a little bit but when she mm. was like no i've i've always known and i was just like i don't i don't think i understand women like <laughs> no i was saving that's, people. that's how he felt he was like, yeah i'm like you stuff? know i was saving people and you're like you're like why weren't you on time i was saving people <laughs> like what are, what are you talking about um so that that I, I'm interested to see how that plays out in that angle. Um, Omni Man, he killed one of my favorite characters in this episode. Um, spoiler alert, by the way, in case you guys didn't realize that almost a few days later we'd be spoiling it. Um, that agent, the agent with the glasses. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I like that guy. I was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> like, um, and I even loved how the dude was like. <laughs> he was like, well, at least it'll slow him down or not do anything to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no, but I mean, this this show, its visuals are beautiful, but I have to, again, give credit to its voice casting is what's really blowing me away with this show. Um, you know, visuals and animation, we see really good all the time. You know, I, I'm not saying that this is like a cliche of visuals, but it's usually the... The, um, the voice casting that separates it uh, right. and his voice casting is amazing man everybody is hitting on all cylinders um, this is a very great world that I'm, I'm glad Robert uh, Kirkman was able to bring to life um, and I can only imagine what a live action would be like I've, I find part of me Joel feels like a studio just won't allow them to do everything this is doing <laughs> like uh -huh. Part of me just believes you cannot swipe a dude's head off. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't either. I don't even know what a movie would look like, considering all the story that needs to be told before, and like in two hours, you know? Right. Like, The Boys. I, I, I could never see that as like a movie, because it's like, how do you really market it? You know? Like, obviously to us, we're like, yeah, it has all the all the things we're interested in. Cool. We'll go see it. But how do you market that to people that have no idea who these characters are? And it's that brutal. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm sure as hell glad we have this show. That's all I can say. 
Um, but yeah, so you said next week is the finale. Uh, this yeah. week is the finale. This week should be the finale. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I've 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 never been sure on how many episodes we're getting. Nine or whatever. Okay. I loved it. I cannot wait till we do. You have no idea how many people want to talk Invincible. And I'm just like, I did not know all of you people loved it like this. Um, but we know our Figure It Out team desperately can't wait for this season to be over so we can break down everything. You and Pete uh, have more knowledge, way more knowledge than me and um, JD. Uh, so me and JD are ready to just kind of sit back and let you guys educate us on everything we've seen so far. Um, so that'll be, a, that'll be so much fun to, to break down next week. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I did love, uh, Grayson kind of going like, did my dad kill these guys? Like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. Hold on. That was really his dad. Um, yeah, no, I loved it. And, and I, I definitely have to say the moment of the show definitely was when what's his name found out that robot man or whatever his name is. Robot. Stole his, uh robot stole uh stole his likeness like literally. yeah he was just like whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. he was like hold on forget everything else why do you look like me like, <laughs> <laughs> um uh i think his name is jason uh mazukis or, or something yeah something like that he's greek he is, oh man he is just such a joy with everything he does everything um, we even love him on that show that I'm really surprised Netflix <laughs> allows to be made uh, with the children. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, he, like, sleeps with pillows and towels and shit. Yeah, he's fucking ridiculous yeah. in that show. And we did love him in um, The League. Yes, I love The League. Yep. Um, so, yeah, hats off to that show. I-, I have nothing else because I know nothing else. So this is all me just... <laughs> taking it into stride and enjoying what I'm getting. Um, And Joel can't say anything else because I obviously would like to, you know, uh, be, be surprised by this. So if you guys, you know, to anyone listening, you're like, man, I thought you guys would break it down more. I would love to, if I had more information, but I don't, and I would like to keep it that way. Um, so trust me, next week we will get we will get into literally every ounce of this uh this season. Um, because at that point, Joel can tell me whatever at that point. Well, uh, not everything because I don't want to spoil the following season. Oh, right, right, right. But I mean, as far as what you know of what we've gotten in the season, uh, so right. far, like was there anything, uh, any moments that maybe they left out or anything like that? Um, we'll get into all that kind of stuff, but um, right. All right, let's move on to another show uh, that actually ended last week, and that is The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Right. Um, <coughs> this this show, I don't even know. I'll let you start. Joel, what were your thoughts on this finale? Finale was great. You know, um, I thought it, it capped off what we we've already gotten from the show. Um, aside from like one disappointing reveal uh, aside from that i was pretty much you know fine with the rest of the episode um and and it just came down to what you know what the whole show was really about and it's about passing the torch to sam to become captain america and we got the fucking reveal of him in the costume and and what a beautiful costume it is honestly because it is spot fucking on um and and i loved like the way they 
the visual of him flying in that costume with the shield and everything they did with it was beautiful, honestly, because it was it was I clapped when that when it came on screen. I was like, that is pretty. <laughs> like that was that's a pretty suit. Um, so I was very happy about that. Um, obviously, for Bucky, um, there, I mean, aside from I feel like Bucky progressed internally but like never on screen yeah on screen he 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 never moved past the winter soldier name really um sadly for him and i think that's fine because i think that that's a tale to be told another day but still um because you knew like throughout that that whole scene that show show uh, it was about him removing himself from the the label the winter soldier which was a russian assassin right uh, and basically paying his dues for past sins um and they, obviously they call him the white wolf in wakanda but they're, they're like the only people that call him that um so it's really about you know eventually he will have to find his own journey it's just a matter of when and what name he'll eventually take up for his, you know his own you know, we didn't get that in this but it's something we'll probably get down the road but that that was a little confusing to me because both their names <clears throat> are in the the title so you would think that both of them would ascend to becoming their their new selves um and essentially it was i guess just a season to heal bucky's conscience and it was like well i don't you could have just called it something else where the focus was only on falcon and it co-starred bucky for sure that way, whatever stuff you did on the side with Bucky, it's more acceptable because it's like, well, clearly none of this is supposed to be about Bucky, really. Um, but I kind of feel like they sprinkled. You know what it felt like, honestly, Joel? It honestly felt like uh, Captain America 3, where it was literally not a Captain America movie, but it had elements of his arc sprinkled in there. Um, but it clearly was not meant to be just a Captain America movie. So this is like, it clearly was only meant to be about Falcon, um, but it's sprinkled in Bucky. Um, and again, that's not, I'm not faulting it or saying that's anything bad. It's just, <clears throat> you know, kind of was expecting it to kind of end where we kind of got an ascending of both characters um, because he's not Falcon anymore. And I was kind of hoping I could safely say he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. Right, right. Um, you know, because even how you ended it to where you could have just said, like, Captain America will be back in the next movie. You know how, like, they do in, in other uh, other Marvel movies. But the mm -hmm. fact that you de uh, declared it Captain America and the Winter Soldier, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Didn't we technically already have that? <laughs> um well, no, because it ends with him becoming Captain America. But the no, problem no, is, no, it's no, just no, never have that title. No, it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, what was the name of the second movie? The second Captain America movie? It was called Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, it's just, you know, he never, again, gets it. We still don't know what he's going to end up being called. Because obviously he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. So it's just a matter of what he will eventually become. And we still don't have it or a true answer to that, but we, he does look happy at the very least. Um, then at least where he started in, in the show. So, you know, he's, 
he's buddies with Falcon now or Cap now, and it's basically um, a new new era for them. But again, he he has no real code name. <laughs> no, like aside from his old one, Winter Soldier, and his new one, uh, White Wolf, and his actual name, Bucky, and a whole bunch of weird. Who knows where he'll end up being? Um, we'll see in time. Um, but those are the two main characters. Obviously, Sharon, we find out, is the actual power broker uh, at the end, which is frustrating considering it's not like they fucking disguised it very well. Um, it was pretty obvious throughout most of the show, but you know that's why I didn't think about it as a possibility because I'm like, it's too on the nose. You know, they're literally giving it to you throughout like the first episode that she's in it. Uh, but well, yeah, at the end of the day, that's exactly what they gave you. Well, <laughs> she ends up regardless. What's super frustrating? What's what's even more frustrating about it is they did it for the second series in a row. Like me and you knew that Agnes was Agatha Harkness from the moment her name was Agnes. But the only reason why we didn't assume she was the one responsible is because that's not how the comics worked. It was Mephisto. So that's the only reason why I didn't say, well, it's clearly Agatha from the beginning. But it didn't catch me off guard that it was Agatha. Who the hell that, that read those comic books did not know that she was involved in, in some way or another? So I'm like, I don't like, like, and people keep saying like, well, it seems like you don't like it because you didn't get what you want or because it was in your face the whole time. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. I'm like, well, that's, that was the case for me. I don't like it when it's so obvious and then you play it off like it was a mystery. I'm like, well, it wasn't a fucking good mystery. Right. So to me, my <laughs> with, with WandaVision was more so the question of why you did this arc. You could have done this story for sure. But they did, Joel, and you're, you're a witness this because you read it. They did as much of that one specific story as they possibly could. And they just le- omitted the most important part of the story. Well, I don't think that story's over yet, either. So that's sure. why I'm not. For I'm sure. Not. For sure. So let's, let's assume that it's not, and we'll, we'll move right past that. I'm just speaking to more so, like, why it wasn't necessarily a mystery at all. Because it's like anyone who knew Agatha Harkness knew who Agnes was. So then mm-hmm. you fast forward to this. Joel, they did not even create another person to make you think was the power broker. No. So it's no. like, who, who was shocked by this? And then I have so many people, like Saturday, every, everyone was saying how like, oh no, they saw it coming. I said, but you only mm-hmm. saw it coming because you wanted it to be Sharon Carter. No, 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 no. They saw it coming because it was fucking obvious. And if you right. didn't see it coming. I- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You have issues. Right. Uh And I mean, to me, it was just, again, I told you before, I do believe this show had a whole nother arc um, that they had to redo. And that's where a lot of their their reshoots went towards. Um, And this season kind of just fell a little prey to bad editing. 
which is why I think it was immediately rectified by announcing the movie. Um, I do believe they're going to give it a better run. Obviously, clearly not the same story, but a better run in the movie where they have more time and they can flesh it out a lot better. But with this series, the editing was just, it just wasn't there. Like nothing made sense, Joel. Like legit, the conversation Carly had with Sharon in the whatever building they were in, where Carly already knew she was the power broker. And Sharon was saying how she was disappointed. You fell so far off. So if the two of you knew each other, when Carly's at the airport and gets a text from the power broker saying, I'm going to find you and kill you. Who was that for? Whose benefit was that for? Because clearly Carly knew who the power broker was. And clearly the power broker knew where Carly was. So it was like, who was this? Well, who was this to benefit? She didn't know who, where Carly was. That was the thing. No, but remember, she did because she sent her team to the airport. If if she is the power broker, because I have so many people saying she never came out and said it. She just kind of, you know. Yeah, she she was pretty obvious at the end. I know. You know. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm not arguing that at all. Um, but there were just moments that just didn't didn't really add up. Like she. She brought, she gave Falcon and Bucky information they previously did not have. That it was just like, well, if you are the power broker, why did you go through any of that? <laughs> like, literally any of it. You legit could have just said, I have no idea what's going on. And why like, help them at all? If they, that's, you know, my, that's my issue. Yeah, you know, like, I don't. Go ahead. No, that's my only issue. That was my biggest issue. Like, I don't understand why she helped them at all if she was. She said she was like like she was hurting her own agenda. It, just, it makes sense, right? And right. Then, like, it's such a like one eighty from the character we knew. I mean, all that time I get it. You know, she kind of got abandoned and she's still in the man. I get it, right? but still, like, she's a bad guy now. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's what I was trying to say Saturday. That was frustrating me to to no end. I kept hearing, well, maybe she was always a bad guy, and I kept saying. If this show did not do this, none of you would have been able to tell me or, or even thought that she was she was a bad guy. When would you have thought that? And right. everyone was saying, well, she did give Steve and them their, their weapons back. That's what yeah. a bad guy does? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? She paid for it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I don't, there was no part of her entire arc that I can look back at and go, well, I mean, she was doing this and that. That would make sense. No, none of that made sense. None mm -hmm. of it. The only thing is when she got abandoned after that. But even what's that... more confusing about that was she disappeared for five years. <laughs> so it's like, that means she literally got respawned and then was just like, ah, vengeance. Living what? in Madripoor on the run, all that extra shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This, this was, I, I don't know. Um, I will say, remember how, I told you, remember how I told you I bought the uh, the Shang-Chi uh, figures? Yeah, yeah. On I, I bought um I bought the Mandarin, right? So on the back of the box, it's saying um, you know, obviously, you know, him wanting the ten rings, wanting power, but it ended it by saying something very interesting. We already knew this, but it's interesting that the movie seems as though it might acknowledge it. And it says um, he's been part of an army that has existed in the MCU since the very beginning, right? Yeah. Clearly, mm -hmm. we do that. That's not news. That's not what I'm referring to. Okay. What, what's eye-opening for me about that is, is it possible 
that they that um Sharon answers to the actual power broker and it's not her but this show did not want to to go into it I mean it's possible but there's just so much shit coming that I don't know if the power broker is going to play a major factor going forward <laughs> right no I, I do believe it's a title that we probably will get some kind of closure to and then never hear again but that's not what my focus is on. My focus isn't on the title remaining. My focus is on, I don't know. And I got so much shit for this Saturday. Cause it's like, well, why can't it just be Sharon Carter? Well, besides the fact that it makes no sense to me, it's an irrelevant character given an irrelevant title from another irrelevant character. So I'm like, I, you're doubling down on two things. No, I disagree. I, Cause she's an irrelevant character that literally was going to fade into an abyss if they didn't give her something to do. No, no, no. I, I agree with that. I'm saying Sharon Carter in the MCU before this, in the title of the Power Broker, were two irrelevant things, mainly because in the comics, the Power Broker was an arc that really was only there to birth two characters that, you know, obviously didn't do it in the show. So I'm like, okay, well, you didn't do any of the actual things the Power Broker does. So I'm like, clearly this probably isn't the title they're looking to to be elongated so to me it just is like i don't know man part of me is just like i'd like a norman osborne twist here to the power broker i'd like a mandarin twist here to the power broker just something that makes at the end of the day if they're connected she'll be a middleman regardless I right that's right point. i'm completely fine with that i just it can't be her, it is her. power <laughs> broker fine i mean like that's what it is it is what it is who cares i don't know i don't know i don't know to me i, I like the idea of uh even in the trailer of, of shang chi just just the army that the mandarin has it's like well he is the army he's the leader of the ten rings they're a bigger much bigger production trust me right <laughs> i'm saying it's like i find it hard to believe that this group doesn't doesn't expand more globally so we'll we'll see how it goes, but um the the suit was done well, I have no issues with the suit. Um, I I did find it a, a very weird arc that the government was just like, Walker, you're no longer Captain America. I don't want to see you with a shield. I don't want to see you fighting crime. Under they America. they want that shield back apparently, but yeah, they're not gonna right. get it back. Right. <laughs> my my bigger issue is they said all that to Walker, and then he shows up with a shield. Shows up claiming to be Captain America. And at the end, they were just like, ah, who cares? It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, he's, just, he's, a, he's a crazy man. He's a motherfucker walking around in a suit that we told him not to wear. And some homemade shield that got fucked up and put to the side. Yeah, it was just like, okay, all right, government. Um, I did say Saturday that I, I do believe um, Sam's speech kind of got a little lost. Um it was lost in the sense of the whole purpose of Sam's arc was about race. Um, and when he had a moment to make it about race, they made it about Carly's mission. And that was kind of just like, well, that was a whole conversation with them. It was for him. It wasn't about race. It was just him talking about Carly and her mission statement and right. how she's wrong. Go <laughs> no, go ahead. No, that's all I'd say. Um, no, I'm just saying, yes, he was preaching why Carly did what, did what she did. 
Um, but I kind of felt like that was your, with the world watching, that was your moment to let them know, um, you know, a black man is Captain America. Like, you're not just seeing it. You need to understand it and accept it. Um, and also, I am very curious. They'll never come out and say it. But that arc that they had with with um, the actual Flag Smasher's actual mission just would have made so much more sense than, <laughs> than what we got here um, with the, uh, the virus that they were going with. Um, and Mama Danya, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind um, most of what I got. Uh, a lot of moments in this episode that hit other people, I just uh, indifferent to. Um, I did enjoy though. I enjoy Val a lot. Uh, I, I was seeing a lot of people not really caring about Val or or anything. I'm like, well. Contessa is really going to mean something going forward. Clearly, she is clearly going to assemble one of two teams, uh, either the Dark Avengers, which I'm kind of leaning towards that, or the Thunderbolts, um, which would be amazing. Um, but the more I see less of Ross, more I'm like, eh, well, you know, maybe, maybe I won't get the Thunderbolts. Um, but Dark Avengers to me is purely you gotta give it time, Juwan. <laughs> so you gotta give it time. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're we're speaking of what could be. So yeah, I mean, we could find out more about Thunderbolts or the process of that in Black Widow. Uh, because Ross is in that. Um, and really doesn't really seem like there should be any other reason for him to be in that movie. So we'll see with that. Um, but Dark Avengers, I really like the idea of that because um I just, I really want them to give me Norman Osborn. Um, and especially with Armor Wars coming and Rhodey having the suit that he uses in uh, in Dark Reign um, would be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, but outside of that, um, I, I, I didn't think that uh, Walker becoming US agent was too cliche. I heard that a lot. Say, I mean, that's what we, I mean, that's what we wanted, right? I mean, most people do. I mean, it's what we knew was coming. Right. <laughs> so, to me, I mean, some I people were saying he was gonna die. I mean, <laughs> I thought that was weird. I'm like, why would that be the case? But um, yeah, to me, as long as they did it, was all I cared. Whether it was cheesy, whatever, I could care less. You just had to do it. Um, so. It being done was really honestly, Joel, all I cared about. So when he did it, great. Uh, the delivery of it could care less. Just wanted it. It's all I was looking for. Yeah. Um, I am curious what she means about things are about to get weird. Um, that's a very specific word to use, uh, especially following it up with they won't need a Captain America. They'll need a U.S. agent. And it's just like, what are you talking about <laughs> like what what um so i'm really curious and, and i do love that contessa did make it known that she worked with zemo um well she played, she played coy about it <laughs> we can almost assume there's no way in hell that butler put that bomb on that truck so i'm like it she didn't straight and say it you know, she was very right. like, did she or didn't she Right. So to me, um, I, I chalk that up as, um, you know, beginning of something, something special between the two of them. 
Um, so I, I can't wait to see what kind of uh, pans out from that. But I do catch a, a, an error. What? Uh, during the the news conference uh, on the or at least the radio, whatever the fuck Zemo was listening to, it said four people got blown up in that, in that truck. There's only three people in that truck. Yep. Yep. Aside from the driver, I mean, unless they count as the driver. <laughs> I don't think so, because I mean, maybe, maybe it just looked like the back of it blew up. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I didn't, I didn't count the driver. Yeah, I don't count the driver either. Maybe the driver. I would say maybe the driver was injured, but I wouldn't say he was directly mm-hmm. like impacted the way that they were. Um, but um, yeah, and also to everyone out there who keeps saying the flag smashers still exist out there, no, they don't. That blowing them up in that van was to kind of show you that that was a the storyline. They're no longer continuing. Um, I don't, I don't believe we'll hear anything about flag smashers. Like seeing someone as a flag smasher going forward, I don't. Yeah. Much. I mean, that's pretty much the end of it. I mean, if there's any flag smashers, it'll be smaller. <laughs> it wouldn't be I, anything. To me, I don't even, I, I, I just see it as it was a means to an end. Same way you guys were telling me the Black Order was a means to an end. That's what the flag smashers ultimately were. Um, clearly, that was not the story that was supposed to continue. It, it was whatever's happening with the, the power broker yeah. and Bucky and Sam. So, and uh, obviously U.S. agent. Um, what did I want to say? Oh, so what are your thoughts on the announcement that uh he'll now be getting his own movie? Cool, you know, I figured that would happen eventually. Totally fair, new cap, new movie. Yeah, um, I am, I am interested that it's. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I guess because it's the title. So then I'm, I'm curious. So if he doesn't get his like a whole new art, like starting from one, it's going straight to four. Um, Basically. So I guess that means if Jane, you know, when Jane becomes Thor going forward, it'll just be like Thor five, Thor six. Yeah. <laughs> Thor seven. Yeah. Um, I'm still curious how that's going to play out. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I as excited as Chris Hemsworth is to continue being Thor. I highly doubt they kill him. So I'm saying I don't know if he's gonna die, so I don't, I I don't know if he's really leaving. <laughs> Which is you know? another reason why I keep telling everyone it is a really good chance we will never see Peter Ray Bill, purely because oh. I assume, uh, I, I'm saying Thor, but I mean Jane, so I, I'm gonna confuse you with that. Um, Jane, I assume will have Mjolnir at at some point, so that means Thor keeps Stormbreaker. Right. Then I don't know what the fuck weapon you give a beta ray bill, uh, which is why I don't think we'll ever get a beta ray bill. I think that time has passed. I doubt it. I think we'll get a beta ray bill. Oh, I you mean, do? you can have a, Yeah, I do. I don't know what capacity I do. I do think we'll get one at, at some point. Um, I don't know if I'll have Stormbreaker. Yeah, know, he damn sure but, won't have Stormbreaker, that's for sure. Well, at least <laughs> not. Was just like, why didn't you guys just call this something? Why did you call it Stormbreaker? <laughs> like, and then you yeah. made it look exactly like the actual Stormbreaker. I just well, it's not exactly like, but it's well. I just mean in the in the the hammer part, like how the it's like a yeah, an axe and hammer, right, 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 combo, right. Obviously, but it's much bigger it's and it's not yeah. gold. Right. <laughs> um, and here's the even crazier part, Joel. According to the MCU today, there is no one to make another weapon. Uh, Remember the, really. the dwarf, the dwarf in um uh 
uh, Infinity War said what Thor <laughs> makes Stormbreaker was the last of it. Yeah, yeah. The last so, of it star. Well, yeah, well, like that's why we don't even know how they're gonna get Mjolnir back. So right. we'll see. Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, so speaking of that. I wanted to to carry on a little bit. Speaking of that, um, did you have anything else to say about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, I love the whole him giving him getting Isaiah his own thing at Cap's museum. Thought that was cool. It was really nice. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm more so curious about his grandson. I I, I would like to know where um where where's the next time I'll definitely see that kid. Eventually, uh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> I would like it in the next movie, but yeah, eventually. Um, but um, speaking of Thor, uh, Russell Crowe had let it slip. Well, not really let it slip. He just flat out said it. Uh, this has not been a good few weeks for Kevin Feige, uh, from Alfred Molina to now Russell Crowe. Um, but Russell Crowe has made it known he will be playing Zeus. Yeah, look at that. In Thunder. Uh, Big news. Because I remember telling you, if Gore the God Butcher is the main villain, he's got to be able to kill some gods. So um, I would like to see that, you know, it's not as easy as just like, well, I killed this guy. Next one. So if Russell Crowe is playing Zeus, it means, you know, we'll get at least a little bit of a battle before he ultimately probably kills Zeus. Um, so I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. And it makes all the sense in the world. Um, you know, cause it was always a question of you brought Russell Crowe in, who's he going to play? Um, yeah. you never know with fucking Tyka. So it could be just a major role or like a joke role. And like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just saw, I, I won't spoil it. Cause you probably don't even want to know, but I just saw who Melissa McCarthy is going to be playing. And I was just like, Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. It's, a joke. it's a joke. Right, right, right. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay, all right, okay, cool. Yeah, that's Taika. That that makes all the sense in the world. Um, but yes, okay, so this is what I wanted to ask you. This is why I brought it up, besides the fact that it's news, obviously. Um, if we're getting Zeus, how long before you think we get Hercules? I don't know. I always thought we'd get it sooner rather than later. Uh well, there was so much speculation that he'd be in Eternals. That didn't turn out to be true. <laughs> but um Looks like there's a possibility that he'll be. If we're getting Zeus, we're eventually gonna get Hercules. So that's right. very exciting. I always loved Hercules. So uh, uh, not so much in the comic books because it was just weird having him in the Marvel universe. But um, but the character of Hercules, I've always been a big fan of. Like outside of the comic book, <laughs> so right. um, so to see their version of it, why not? I'd be excited for it. Yeah, and speaking of Eternals, in the comic books where the Eternals reside or resided for like a, a, a little while or whatever, and where Zeus and Hercules reside is not far from each other. Well, that's the problem, like in the comic books, that they're basically were mistaken for each other a lot of the right. time. Exactly. Um, so, I, you know, it'd be very interesting to see if it ever plays out to where they acknowledge. I mean, because again, Hercules does not have to be something we uh we see in eternals hercules could be something that's said in eternals yeah I mean, but like in general like i don't know if there are they going to be eternals or are they gonna are the god the greek gods just separate like they are in the comic books oh 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 i see what you're saying yeah no i i think they will be separate i i think they will be separate mm-hmm. mainly because i don't think celestials 
Well, no, I, I mean, I guess. I guess celestials are considered gods, but I, I don't know. That's a tricky it thing. better be. That's a really I mean, tricky thing. And in the Marvel universe, the celestials are, are what end up being the reason. I, I mean, it's it's blasphemous, but that they are the reason that human beings are even are around. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just really excited for Eternals, uh, especially now that they can. I think they were waiting for the trailer just so they could say Academy Award winning. That's 100 percent right. They only got the Oscar winning <laughs> director. They wanted they put that. that on there. Yeah, they wanted that. So I assume we'll have a trailer next week or the week after. But um, no, I'm really excited for for the future of what um this Thor movie is going to set up. I'm also interested in because we've heard nothing about him being on set yet or anything. Oh, that's what I wanted to say to you really quickly. Mm. A character I've never really been familiar about, but you know me, I always do my homework. Thor, one of the set photos of Thor, and we, we did talk about this, so I'm not saying like it's breaking news. He has a Thunderstrike outfit on. Yeah, I, I told you. <laughs> it's like a combination Yeah. Um, of like, it's his costume, his regular costume, his actual color scheme, like the boots match and... Mm-hmm. It, I, everything matches like the best is like red but it, it's definitely a callback to thunderstrike right. uh okay again look, look i have a comic book that's a little bit legit just u.s agent war machine and thunderstrike the three of them on a mission <laughs> like and it was just the, the backups i don't know why they were there or why they were together but they just remember that being a thing um, but yeah, Thunderstruck, I don't ever expect to see that character. So the fact oh, that man. Thor's wearing a costume as a nod, I'll take, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if anyone out there is very confused on what me and Joel are talking about, Thunderstrike was a character that was essentially what Kamala Khan is to Miss Marvel. Um, was just like a diehard Thor fan. Um, and and I don't remember exactly how he got his hammer, but um weird looking hammer too. It was like- very weird looking hammer. Uh, but he was a diehard Thor fan and then essentially tried to become Thor, uh, but had the name Thunderstrike. Um, again, yes, a character we do not see them ever utilizing. It's why, like you just said, Thor is using his clothes. I mean, it's it's the same mentality that I had for like, well, he's using Stormbreaker. So, <laughs> like, it doesn't sound too good. Um, but no. But at least they've shown at least better Ray Bell's face. That is true. <laughs> and didn't they show Man-Thing and Hercules on, on those statues? I know Man-Thing for sure. I don't know about Hercules. Yeah, I think but, uh, I might be tripping on. But they definitely did Man-Thing, uh, Beta Ray Bill. I can't remember who the other warriors were. It was weird. Yeah, I forget. I got to, like, look at it. Yeah. Uh, um but no i'm really excited for um for what thor love and thunder is going to set up uh what loki is going to set up because that's going to be it's all its own mischief and yeah i can't wait and it fucking sucks we gotta wait like a whole month yeah luckily we got bad batch to hold this over so we get to the month of june yeah but no marvel dc stuff you know fortunately unfortunately yeah. what's going on with titans man i swear to god they've been filming for 15 years now I think that comes out in, I think they said it, I think it was July. July? Yeah. God damn, can we get something? (laughs) Like, July, Mm -hmm. with no buildup at all. Joel, I swear to you, I thought they were still filming. I think they are still filming. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. So, possible third quarter, uh, fourth quarter, the latest for Titans. 
Because we're, we're heading into the second quarter if we're not already in it. Like I said, I think they, they plan on coming out in July, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so let's say, let's say in the Marvel world, Disney and Sony strike a major deal together. Um, it does not shock me nor you. I will speak for you, Joel, even though I always say I don't like to. Me and you have always foresaw that Sony just understands how good of a uh, how good of a bargaining chip it is to work with Marvel. So that was a relationship that I didn't. Re- they've gotten over their quorums, and I, I don't really see it becoming a problem going forward. Um, me and you have even toyed with the idea of would Sony really mess up the awesome chance of having uh, Morbius interact with Blade? Would they really mess that up? <laughs> like yes. Oh, you do you think Sony. they would mess that up? Yeah, Sony's uh they 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 trip over their own feet. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they fucked that up somehow. <laughs> but you know, well I like like this deal is big, but it will take place after their Netflix deal. Yeah. Um but it's again a deal like eventually we're gonna be able to see all like Sony movies on, on Disney Plus, which is crazy to think about. That's insane. That means to me, that means a, a partnership is is something that's you know in their mind is longstanding. But I mean, at this yeah. point, Netflix has to be looking to kill Kevin Feige. I mean, he has like they have to be because at this point, Netflix has to be taking it personal. <laughs> like, <I would. laughs> so you're purely just doing whatever you can to just give us a middle finger, huh? Yeah, um, basically. And Disney is not even shying away from it. Disney is just like, yes, yes, we are. We're trying to make sure you no longer exist. Um, but yeah, very smart move for both sides. Uh, keep Spider-Man with us. Keep home, Marvel's keep name Keeps Marvel's ne- name. Never want to have that issue with, like we had last year um, where he was not part of um, I just never want to see that again <laughs> yeah to me that's why I said I feel like they kind of got out of their system they have an understanding now they have a ballpark that they'll remain in the only time I see this becoming an issue is How long did that last? I, it was definitely for uh, this last movie and at least one or two more uh, events. no I mean like how long was the the, the the disagreement oh like a few months like maybe a month uh, two months maybe at the max two maybe three uh, it wasn't like a whole year or anything like that. No, it wasn't. I know it was only a couple of months. I just yeah. I know. I know it was resolved fairly quickly. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Um. Only time I see this becoming an issue again is if there's a change in management, and you know, some new hotshot that thinks like, you know, I could do this. I don't need Marvel kind of shit. But they already got that. His name's Avi Arad. <laughs> well, he, he hey, he agreed to this. So as long as it doesn't become a problem again, uh, which I'm I'm, I'm happy because that guy was adamant he didn't need the Marvel Studios. <laughs> and and remember what I said to you: the the only reason he felt that powerful was because of how well Into the Spider Verse was. That it it showed him like we could maybe breathe a little on our own here and get some success. And it's like, no, man, no, no one wants that. We love this movie, but. No one wants this movie more than we want Spider-Man in the damn MCU. We will sacrifice Miles to have Peter Parker in the MCU. Go to hell! (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever question that. We will sacrifice Miles to keep Peter. Um, But no, we're really glad that they got that resolved, and me and you will be very excited that we can do an entire Marvel, not just MCU, but a Marvel marathon uh, with everything being on Disney+. Plus. You know, um, obviously omitting the obvious bad movies but 
um this will be a lot of fun this will be definitely mm-hmm. a lot of fun um before we move out of marvel and, and ended on mortal Kombat, did you want to talk with alfred molina was i guess somewhat giving up not really i mean pretty much un- understood right okay I mean, no no wasn't no. really shocking no it, it didn't surprise us but it was more so like well, now I think everyone admitting. Is like, right, but I think now more so everyone who's just like, well, especially me, because I, I, I said this and I'm going to hold on to it. I think there's a very good chance we do not see uh, either of the the previous Spider-Mans in this movie. But with everything he was saying, it sounds like how we felt <laughs> when we first heard about this movie. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. He definitely admitted everything we thought. <laughs> That's for damn sure. He pretty much said everything, but yo, I ran into like Toby yesterday on set. Like he he did. That's pretty much everything he only said. He that. Didn't do, yeah. Right? <laughs> that was the only thing he did not do. Um, which is crazy. So that means he knew he was giving up details, but he knew not to give up too much detail. Yeah, mm, uh, only some, only some. Yeah, he was just like, I'll let some of it leak out, not all of it. Um, we talked the Flash teaser, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. All right. Um, oh. Yeah, no, no, we did talk it. All right, never mind. All right, so we're going to end this on Mortal Kombat. I love this movie. I I have been fighting people left and right within GVN, outside of GVN. This movie did not, and in my opinion, should not have given us a <laughs> Because once you do the tournament, it's kind of just like, well, unless you're going to do it like Mortal Kombat 11 and like these more recent games did where it was kind of less about the tournament and more so about like outside of the tournament, Mm -hmm. where do you go from from here if you start with the tournament? Right. You know, so it's like that should be like the fact that we've we've gone from Iron Man 1 to Captain America to Thor to Hulk then to an Avengers movie is literally what Mortal Kombat should be doing. I even said Mortal Kombat didn't even need to do this. You could have done solo movies that built to this and then that built to a tournament. Um, So to me, I'm all about the long game, baby. I love Mortal Kombat. I love seeing these characters. I want them for as long as we possibly can have them. And that's why I'm like, I was telling Dom today who just, uh, who put out a review today for us. I said, Dom, even if you didn't like some things, just please lighten up on it because it's like Warner Brothers is very reactionary. You know what I'm saying? Albeit it made its money and Kanan's like, oh, they made their money. Like, they'll be fine. I'm like, Kanan, BVS made money. What are we talking about here? That was not their issue. Their issue was, to them, no one liked the movie. So they freaked out and did everything that we, we, we're now living in. So I'm like, we don't need negativity attached to this movie. It was not a bad movie whatsoever. Find good things to say. <laughs> like I want more Mortal Kombat movies. It's got fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, it's Ryan, but as fifty four percent is not technically Rotten in my opinion, because that's fifty percent of the people, or more than fifty percent, like the movie. Um, but you know, was it perfect? No, but I enjoyed it. You know, we talked about it the other day. Um, I thought it did a good job setting up what it needed to set up for future movies and I thought the characters were done well. Um uh well again what again wasn't perfect or anything, but you know, I thought it did well enough. 
So I don't know. I don't, I don't know where all the hate is coming from. Well, the so, complaints the complaints that I was hearing was for Cole. Um, Cole. They were saying that they didn't really do a good enough job setting up his character, and they would have rather seen Scorpion. Rather, and I'm like, the whole. Oh, I 100% agree uh, that they definitely marketed around Sub Zero and Scorpion, and we got like five minutes of that. Right. Well, I'm sorry, think, seven minutes in the beginning, and then like another seven minutes at the end. <laughs> right, but I think I think the I think that was for two reasons. I think the first one was. There's, there's no way you can uh, ever pitch a Mortal Kombat movie that does not have Scorpion or Sub Zero. Uh, that's a quick way to get people not interested. So I think it was a marketing ploy, but I also believe that they did it so you did not have any idea on where, on what Cole's character truly was. So when you found mm-hmm. out, it was a shock. Like, oh, okay, okay, I see now where his character comes from. Um, I won't argue I would have liked to have seen more Scorpion, but the whole purpose was to kind of give us the whole feeling of Cole is supposed to be that next guy. He's that next guy. And I do not support any of the people out there saying, why not just make Cole the new Scorpion? Why? (laughs) Why would we do that? We just got Scorpion. I think people keep forgetting this is not the third movie of the first two. This is a whole new arc. Why would I replace Scorpion in the very first movie I put him in? Right. That makes no, no sense. <laughs> no. That's where he ends up. That's different. But that's sure. that's, a, that's sure. a whole other journey. And I mean, his kid has to die. Exactly. <laughs> his wife has to die. Right, right. And he has to go through this whole thing again. To me, um, that's, something, that's something I never wanted. I also didn't need Cole to be a descendant of Scorpion. I, I don't know where that idea came from. Um, but it made more sense as to why his power was what his power was. It was just like, oh, I get it. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. Scorpions have the hard shell. I get it. Okay. Makes sense. Um, but to me, I have nothing negative to say about this movie whatsoever. I do wish that I got my iconic Mortal Kombat song played when they each went to fight their own people. Um, that would have been a perfect time to play that. Um, I also hear people complaining about um, how cheesy it was for them to say their their one-liners, but I try to remind those people. In the video game, it's a random guy that says it. Do you know how much weirder it would be if after Jax defeated that dude, just a random voice came in and said, flawless victory? That's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> like mm-hmm. That's much weirder than Jack saying it himself. Just be happy no one came out of nowhere and said, whoopsie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hell yeah. Whoopsie. Um, also, I do want them to, because they base this movie more so off of uh, the, the newer looks. And I know a lot of people complain about how bulky Scorpion and Sub-Zero suits looked. I remember I told you that when the, when the trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. I'm right. fine with it because it's, it's all about evolution. It's why we need a second movie. They'll get it right. They'll get it better. Sorry. Right. Get it better. Right. Right. Um, But Joel, when I tell you at 4 a.m., I almost called you. Real Mortal Kombat fans know that when the guy asked Cole, where are you heading? And he said Hollywood. (laughs) We did not need a poster. We knew exactly what that meant. Um, I screamed. I said, oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Like. I legit thought they would end this movie and we hear nothing about Johnny Cage. Um, so you get the, you know, you get the whole, you know, gotta head to Hollywood and then you see the poster and it's like, yes, 
So that means he'll be the focus of the next movie. Um, yes, the, yes. The big name guy that they got to go out and get. And I'm like, I love this. I love that both sides are building their teams. Um, and that's when you get to the Mortal Kombat tournament is once you mm-hmm. have your teams. It was, And that's why I'm like, sometimes people just watch movies and they do not listen. The whole point of this movie was Raiden did not have a team. It's why, yeah. Shao, it's why, um, oh God, what's the bad guy's name? It's not, is it Shao Song? Yeah, Shao Song. Shang, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, sorry. It's why he was trying to eliminate Shang. them before they had their team. Right, we're being um, dirty. Right, and I want to let people know who thought, um, who thinks there's not more places for this, this movie to go. I think people, Joel, forget. Who said that? I think well, a lot of people that thought we should have had a tournament in the very first goddamn movie. No, there's so um, much more you can go with this. They showed, and you know the names way better. You know I'm horrible with names. They showed a character in this movie that I said, oh, my God. They showed a lot of characters. They, they, showed, showed, they showed. What's the uh, the guy with, like, the Indian tribal? He's like. Nightwolf. Nightwolf? Night, Nightwolf, yes. Perfect. I did not expect to see him in any uh, capacity in this movie. So I'm like, I fucking love it. Um, and... And they showed... Go ahead. They showed Shao Kahn. I was just about to say, people forget Shao Kahn uh, for Mortal Kombat is their Thanos. They have to build to that. So like, right. there's so much more they have to do in this story. And they didn't even really tease it hard. So imagine... Not at all. Like, I would say they tease it the same way Shazam teased Black Adam to where it was kind of just acknowledging it. It wasn't necessarily yeah. like, hey, look what's coming. It was just like, look what exists in this world. Right. Um, we saw yeah. Katana in there, too. Yes, we did. Uh, now, I can't wait for the second movie to, to uh, you know, <laughs> to get greenlit because you know who I wanted in this movie. That you come down from, you know, I want Baraka. I want <laughs> Baraka. Um, so like, there's so many more rich characters that we can expect from this Mortal Kombat world, and I'm glad we got what we got. I love Ludi, uh, Ludi Lin as um, Liu Kang. Liu Kang, he was amazing. I loved him, he was awesome. Yeah, I liked him too, he was really good, and I loved his bond with his cousin. Like, I love that that they made sure that that was an importance. <laughs> was showing how much that uh, those two loved and respected each other. Well, um, I do hope that we see him come back. I hope that uh, Kong Lao isn't gone for good. I don't know if we'll get him back, unfortunately. Uh, well, you know what, Joel? I will say this. At least we got a, uh, a fatality with his hat. Yeah, that's true. It was pretty badass, too. You know, so I'm like, as long it's as just, we got that. There's just a lot of characters. It's hard to fit everyone, you know? Yeah. So some good guys might die, you know, it happens. Yeah. So like we want to see in the next movie, obviously the next sub zero, you know, his brother. We want to see Katana. We want to see Johnny Cage, you know. So it's just there's a lot there. Just those are just the good guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. That's not even half the bad guys. Um, two more questions I want to ask you before we get out of here. One of them is did you ever think you would like Kano as much as <laughs> yes, <I did. laughs> as much as you ended up liking Kano? I had a feeling I was gonna like you know, this version of Kano, but um, I don't think he's dead either. Oh no, me neither. Uh, I, I think I think the the mistake they made was when they showed um Shang Tsung. You said right? Yeah, Shang Tsung or Shang Tsung. Or... Shang Tsung. Okay, 
when they showed him kind of taking his warriors with him and they didn't really kind of like they didn't need to show everybody right mm-hmm. but the fact that Kano wasn't one of the more important ones that they did show did lead some people to believe it's possible he's you know that was it but to me the main reason why you shouldn't assume that that's not the accurate look for Kano Kano has right. muscle on the side of his face yeah <laughs> so, that eye that got stabbed that'll probably get replaced with robotics and he'll get right. a metal plate I'm like, and an he'll want it to replicate his power that he's not gonna have anymore you know you know Right. So I'm like, there's an evolution to Kano that, and what's the, here's, here's the thing that people need to understand. Sonya Blade and Kano almost exist purely for each other. Really? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. we now have what will start that rivalry. She killed right. He's going to take that very personally moving, moving forward. Um, so I'm like, there's so yeah. much more to do with Kano. For sure. There's so much. I think what shocked me the most about him, besides the fact that if you blink, you would have thought you were playing the video game, was how much he sounded like Kano. Well, like, yeah, Kano. Go ahead. Well, Kano, like, um, he wasn't always Australian, you know. Um, that was because of the first movie. They casted an Australian guy that, you know, he was a popular depiction of him to the point where he basically looks like him in the games. <laughs> um and they, they kept that he was Australian. <laughs> yep. I just really love what they did. All right. My last question to you, Joel, is the right. Miz has been campaigning for Johnny Cage. Would you be cool with that? I would be fine with that if that's what they wanted, you know, because I think I, I just know they want, they usually cast people with martial arts backgrounds. So, mm-hmm. I mean, does he have one? I don't know. His wrestling background, I guess that counts. <laughs> right. Well, here's, here's the thing. Everything else about The Miz outside of that yeah. is literally Johnny Cage. Yeah, he dresses um, like fucking Naruto now anyway. So. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but even the, even the A-lister, the, the I'm a movie star in, in, in the light of, of serious, like all of that screams The Miz. Uh, it, it's not, he's not, it was no one I thought about until he was campaigning for it. Um, but I like the Miz a lot. I really, really, I've always liked the Miz. So to me, I'd be fine with that. But if there's anything I learned from this movie, they can cast whoever the fuck they want, and I'm gonna love it. So yeah, I'm indifferent. I'd say yes if they said yes, and I'd say I don't care if they said no. Correct. Um, Same here. <laughs> but I'm gonna give this movie eight and a half out of ten. Um, I would have gladly given it a nine if they again did not turn Mortal Kombat into a techno sound. Um, it was literally the only thing I was waiting for in this entire movie and never got it. But what, what would you grade it? Around uh, well, seven and a half, eight. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Some people were going like two out of five. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> what, what, did, you, what did you like? The entrance? Like the, the first seven minutes? Like, how did it get to two? There was nothing else. Like to me, this movie, Joel, more so like Sonic, right? Like if, if someone wanted to pick apart the story of that Sonic movie, sure, go ahead and waste your day doing that. But if you ask me, if you ask 10-year-old, 5-year-old Jawan, does this make you feel as joyous as it did when you first played it on Sega? I would tell you yes, 100%. That movie felt like the video game. And to me, that's the only thing I really need for you to get right. 
we said it, Joel. We headed into Sonic, and we were like, yo, if we leave this and we go get a Sonic game, it did its job. What did we do? We went and got a Sonic game. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like it did it did all it needed to do for us. So to me, coming into Mortal Kombat, I'm just like, you have to get the feeling right. And it did, in my opinion. So I'm like, a two? A two means you didn't even feel as though it gave you that. So I don't know. But we enjoyed it. Loved it. Cannot wait for them to, to green the second one. I hope we get Cole Young in the next updates from Mortal Kombat 11. Yes, that would be interesting. And I am curious if the success of this, money-wise, makes makes the studio kind of go, um, you know, let's fast track a game, man. You know, so we I mean, can... They just came out with a game. So their next game will probably be, a, I'm assuming, a DC game. Oh, for sure. I just meant more so because obviously a sequel wouldn't come out next year. So I was no. saying fast track it in the sense of maybe you could line up your next game with your next movie release. Of, of that'd, be, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, so hopefully that's something that's that's in the near future. But um, you know, fingers crossed we get this green light sooner rather than later. Because I tell you right now, if they're waiting for reviews to get better, if the reviews are bad, they never usually over time get better. They're either really good or they're really bad. So to me, green light it as long as the money's there. And according to Canon, the money's there. So that's it. Um, but all right, we got three big games coming up this week. We got the NFL draft coming up this week, the finale of Invincible coming up this week. Me and Joel, trust me, will have so much to discuss heading into next week. Um, also, everyone stay tuned. Batwoman should be back next Sunday. Uh, Superman and Lois should be back later this month. Yeah. Next month, later next month. Sorry. Um, And Bad Batch starts next week. So there's a lot coming. There's a lot coming to keep you guys occupied until Loki gets here. But that's all we got for you guys. Until next time, peace. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.